Week 7 in high school football starts one day earlier than usual this week with a top 10 showdown in Waynesboro Thursday when number 4 ranked Benedictine out of Savannah visits number 10 Burke County in a non-region contest and star-studded affair. And then Friday's marquee matchup will come from South Carolina's Class 2A Region 5 opener between Wade Hampton, which comes in ranked number 8 in the state with a 5-0 record, and number 3 ranked Silver Bluff, the hottest team around. We will feature live highlights and updates from both of those top 10 matchups on the AUGB Ball social media accounts, and full game reports will be posted before you wake up in the morning after those games at augball.substack.com. On this episode, we will preview those games. I'll touch on some of the other notable region games throughout the area, and we'll conclude with an interview with Augusta Prep head coach Harry Batchelor, who fills us in on Prep's best start in the past four seasons. We also discuss the unique challenges that come with having the fewest players dressed out of any team in the area and the chills that he gets on Friday nights when his team travels up and down the road to play in some of the best football communities you'll ever find. Let's start with a preview of Burke County's showdown against Benedictine, Class 4A's number four ranked team which just knocked off Ware County, which is ranked number 6 in Class 5A, 49-42 last Friday. Benedictine is led by three-year starting quarterback Holden Garner, who is committed to Auburn. Garner has averaged more than 240 yards and two passing touchdowns per game this season. And check out this stat line from Friday's win over Ware County in Savannah. Holden completed 29 of 39 passes for 440 yards and three touchdowns. And he also ran for three more touchdowns for good measure. The prospect of the Bears facing the 10th ranked quarterback in the nation, according to ESPN, reminds me of what Burke County head coach Eric Parker told me would be the key to his team meeting its potential after the Bears pulled out an overtime win on the road against North Augusta on September 24th. Here's the thing, and here's what I've got to get our kids to understand, and we're not quite there yet. We're good as a unit. We don't have those individual guys that can just put us on their back and go make plays, and, you know, they're the person that everybody else has to stop. We just have to do it by committee. And uh, once we accept that and realize that every play, I just have to play great star in my role is what we call it, I think we're going to end up being a pretty good team. Um, You know, and that's something nowadays that's hard to get guys to understand. Everybody wants to be that guy. But listen, you don't have to be that guy. Just be your guy and play hard. And, uh, you know, I think we got a little work as a coaching staff to get to that point. We're not there yet. Again, that was Parker speaking after Burke County's win over North Augusta on September 17th. I think what he said was tailor-made for the challenge the Bears will face Thursday. Burke County will enter the game 3-0, ranked number 10 in Class 3A. Let's shift now to Silver Bluff's region opener against Wade Hampton Friday. The Bulldogs have a rich tradition 
A quick Google search identifies at least seven NFL players who have gone through Silver Bluff's program since the mid-90s. And after a brief dip in results, fourth-year head coach D'Angelo Bryant has the Bulldogs in the midst of a revenge tour, as the popular hashtag goes on social media. Silver Bluff has outscored its first four opponents 157-0. to And sophomore rusher Trayvon Dunbar has scorched the stat sheet for the past season and a half. Most recently, Dunbar toted the rock 32 times for 226 yards and three touchdowns against rival Aiken in last Friday's 34-0 win. Before we get to the interview with Coach Batchelor, I'll touch on a few notable region games from around the area. Number eight, Washington County will host number nine Northeast in both teams' region opener. In partnership with the CSRA All-Star Bowl, we are planning to have coverage from that top 10 matchup on the AUGB Ball social media accounts. Evans will kick off its bid for a third straight Class 6A Region 3 championship when the Knights host arch-rival Grovetown in a game that will be broadcast on MeTV Friday and re-aired Sunday at noon on WJBF. In Class 3A Region 4, number 7 Thompson will seek revenge at home against Richmond after the Musketeers upset the Bulldogs last season in Augusta. Unfortunately for Richmond, John Tavis Curry, who factored in so heavily for the Musketeers during last season's region championship run, now plays for Thompson after a mid-season transfer that has been covered extensively. Finally, I'll be keeping an eye on fast-improving Josie, which will visit Westside, where it will be homecoming for the Patriots. The Eagles will have upset on their minds both Friday and next Thursday when they face Westside and then Laney, the two Augusta Bay schools projected to make the playoffs from Class 2A Region 4. Let's conclude today's show with an extended conversation with Augusta Prep head coach Harry Batchelor. Prep has started the season 3-1, and one, and I've been planning to provide coverage of its coming region race, which will be condensed into the final three weeks of the regular season and will include Thomas Jefferson, Briarwood, and Edmund Burke, along with Augusta Prep, of course. Speaking with Harry made me realize I share with him a fondness for small school football and an admiration for the players who play every snap on both sides of the ball, including special teams. And like him, I also get chills on Friday night while driving to and from some of the greatest communities you'll find to see some of the best football around. Okay, Coach, uh, four weeks in, three and one record. And if you look at the common opponents from last year, it seems like um, there's been a marked improvement. How do you feel about uh, the team's progress so far this season? I feel great. Um, Literally, this is the same team for the last three years. They got beat up. It's a bunch of juniors. They got beat up as freshmen. Um, Last year, they got better. And then this year, like I said, like you said, we have a bunch of juniors. So, you know, with small schools, you're going to roll with that. It just happens to be our 
junior size class is a, a very big class, represents more than half our team. So we're taking advantage of that. And, um, you know, they learned a lot when they were younger. We're not making those mistakes. Uh, their confidence gets better and better. The chemistry is unbelievable. About uh, five weeks ago, it just flipped on for some reason. And um, it's been one of the best. You know, I've been here 13 years, and it's probably top three as far as chemistry. I believe that. I see, uh, like, Sam Connell was the Augusta Chronicle Player of the Week last week, and I see him on social media giving credit to his line, mm -hmm. things like that. Yeah, and uh, they're, they're a family. We talk about family. A lot of teams do that, and some teams just do it because the coach tells them. But I think these guys really believe it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, most of the area, all but I, I would say you guys and your, your region mates and Aquinas will have started region play at the latest by tomorrow. You guys are not quite there yet. Um, just to, for a little education, does everybody, all, you're in a four-team region, does everybody make the playoffs or do you have to fight your way in? How we got to fight work? our way. It's a small region. I've, I've been in regions in Atlanta where I'm from where it was a split region. But this small region, so the last three games are big, but uh, it's by rankings, um, uh, max prep. So, you know, our region can send nobody if they're not in the top whatever they take, 16, or they could take everybody. Last year, uh, I think we were one of the lowest seeds, and we did make the playoffs, and all our region did. And they do it off max preps? Yes. Interesting. Okay. Um, now, uh, speaking of max preps, when you look through there, uh, your opponent, if I'm not mistaken, tell me if I'm wrong, uh, runner-up in the state last year with Gatewood being the champion. Um, so you play Gatewood, another of your region foes, Briarwood play – I'm sorry, you play Brentwood tomorrow, mm -hmm. the runner-up. Another region foe plays Gatewood, uh, this, the defending champion. Um, but if you look at that Brentwood max preps, you see they've played, I want to say, all three of your region opponents uh, already this season so you know is this game against Brentwood do you can you kind of use it as a measuring stick of where you guys are measuring stick it's exactly what I told our kids uh, Brentwood is mercy rule of all our opponents our region's tough I mean we're still trying to get up there we're trying to get back to the, we were where we were four or five years ago and that's so we're just using a measure stick but at the same time timing it we got some boo-boos this week for the first time that's what i've been scared of with small numbers we've been getting by every game but today we got three starters out so um i was hoping to go in there full and get a feel for where we are uh we win by 30 or lose by 30 either way i think uh we're gonna be able to walk off that field very proud of our kids because that's the type of kids they are and if we do get beat by 30 we'll we'll learn and figure out what we got to do and continue to get better um, as you said, we're, we're trying to get ready to re play region, and it's a long way off. So use this as a measuring stick, see what we got to improve, and then hopefully by the end of the season with those three games, we can get a game or two or three. Yeah, um, you mentioned the numbers. Uh, I saw in a WRDW report this year they said you had 18. Um, I think I counted 17 here in practice today. Mm -hmm. How many do you expect to yeah. suit up Friday? We started with 14, actually. Okay. We started the uh, uh, Season with 14, and I think one sub. The other three, no offense, they call them bag holders. They're just not ready to be out there. Um, it wasn't just because we're winning. It was just, like I said, the chemistry had changed and some interactions. They were like, oh, I'm coming out or I'm coming back. And um, we are up to 20 now. Good. Uh, I think we, like I said, we got three starters that will more than likely be out. So we're back, we'll be around 15 or so with only maybe three subs. Going against a very, very, very talented Brentwood that's, you know, probably uh, got five or six or seven or eight subs and very deep and experienced. So 
again a measuring stick and we'll go from there yeah yeah well last thing so you mentioned uh, we've mentioned brentwood a couple times um you know uh, your, your opponents john hank uh, john Han- hancock out of sparta where hancock central is uh Brentwood out of Sandersville, where Washington County is. Uh, Edmund Burke out of Waynesboro, where Burke County is. And Thomas Jefferson out of Louisville, where Jefferson County is. Some of the hotbeds for football. Mm -hmm. And I just know that those communities also turn out for their private schools. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of, is it a great atmosphere for football? It's awesome. Like I said, I've come from Atlanta. This is almost my 40th year coaching. I've been here 13 Atlanta's got some very strong football, and that was at St. Pius, Marist, et cetera. It was great football. Came here to get away from the traffic. That was the only reason. Um, when we started going to these places of play, I was like, wow, this is like 1970s. Uh, the town shuts down, and, you know, all that matters is football on Friday night. So it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. We actually went and played Lake Oconee the other night, a brand-new program, and they had it packed with a band and a great atmosphere. And then when we had our homecoming, it was really nice. We had a great atmosphere. We had a horse going out, and oh, yeah. it was packed. So uh, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. For whatever weird reason, this year um, kind of sounds weird, but when we're driving back uh, from a game at night on the highway and you see three or four other buses coming the other way, you know that's another team going home. And I don't know why it gives me chills in my body, but I was like, yeah. thinking that was pretty cool you can edit that out but anyway no I, I, I think it's so cool i think it's so cool I, I i noticed i think after the john hancock game you guys were huddled near midfield and they had turf right um, Did, that was they like a coney like, like a coney yeah. they had turf yeah, brand new turf brand new program yeah so neat so neat. neat one day you, hopefully we get this yeah get and, and to your point about the small towns i was at uh black i was in blackville south carolina last week two single a schools i think one of the coaches said if you put our schools together you won't get 400 students Mm -hmm. and um you know guys are uh cramping up left and right and that's that numbers thing right yeah yeah and it's uh some of the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer in the football world um and we're trying to rebound that you know i used to try to have 35 to 40 kids yeah and playing john millage and being their best rival and beating gatewood and uh so We've stuck with it. We, uh, for various reasons, uh, we lost numbers at the school, but with the new head of school coming in, we're rebounding, and you know it's going to take a little while, but hopefully we'll get back there again. And la- very last no, thing, no. you got to be in, in that, that part about playing, you know, with the numbers, uh, low numbers. The guys who do play, they're kind of made of some extra special stuff, right? When, when, when they play without the backups, De- definitely, definitely, and. Um, that's what makes it worthwhile to me. I, I can go 0 and 10. I can handle losses. It's just I, I I get stressed out about the injuries. Just like today, I show up and three kids have injury. We hadn't had injuries all season, and that's what gets me. Because then it's a domino effect when you don't have a lot of kids. Because now you got to move. We're moving people around that hadn't practiced, even though we should have, and we have been practicing at other positions. But it's just not the same. Letting them start at the same positions, and it's domino effect. And that's that's the stressful part part for me. I don't care about the. The wins and losses, it's nice when we get the wins, but uh, I just hope this isn't a trend. And uh, You're correct, though. Playing both ways, um, I think a relative was coming to the game that's seen me coach in Atlanta, like, y'all play both ways. <laughs> so, yeah, he said, you didn't tell me that. I said, yeah, yeah, tough kids. Well, I hope, they, I hope they recover fast and have a great game Friday night. Okay, I appreciate you coming out.